What is going on, fellas? It is another episode of Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers, and I am the bad boy paranormal himself, Daylin, Ladies Love, Spratt. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> but I am Jawan Mass, the one and only paranormal poppy here. Aye! Thank you. Thank you. I'm moving my hips just in case y'all was wondering. Oh, we see you. And I am your good friend, the Marcus Harvey. Okay, and today it is time for an urban legend over on the West Coast. Some might yeah, say yeah. it's the best coast. Yeah, yeah. And they say it's spooky. Real spooky. I'm talking about it's crazy. Over the top. Crazy. And I mean, it is downright what you think it is. Listen, man. It's the legend of the bandage man. The bandage man? What's that man talk about? Like, did he get hurt or something? Like, why are we going bandage? <laughs> so you know what? Well, you're actually on the right track. But later, we're going to be chatting up with a very special guest. We got Zach Campbell. And he's all things pop culture and entertainment. He has his own YouTube channel. And get this. He has over half a million followers. He's the host of HBO Max's Chat Shit, the official rap shit podcast. And he's got his own personal podcast called Tired Ass. My man was even on Beyonce's last world tour. And today he's coming on the show to talk about spirits in his Nana's house. And listen, he still says him and his family still see them to this day. This is going to be a good one. The still seeing is the thing that got me, you know what I'm saying? Some spirits don't just get tired, you know, like... Dang, man, go to your next location. Say, <laughs> hey, man, you know how I go, Barkers, man. They just keep on going and going and going. Y'all remember that commercial? But anyway, overall, today's episode is basically about spiritual attachments. We talking about those good old STDs, spiritually transmitted diseases, baby. But for people that don't know, a STD, spiritually transmitted disease, or a spiritual attachment as we like to call them, mm-hmm. that's when a person thing or place mm-hmm. has a spirit connected directly to them break it on down for the listeners doc i listen, hear you listen man all right so boom listen so say your auntie got a table right like it's been in the family for years well like a spades table the one that they play spades and uno on uh, you know there's a lot of spirits on that exactly so listen so every time you walk by the table right it moves just a tiny little bit without you touching it and then ain't no earthquakes, ain't no wind blowing, ain't nothing that should be causing your auntie spade table to be moving. Mm-hmm. Chances are maybe a spirit is attached to it. Oh, look, look, look. How about this, Marcus? How about when people see a spirit and it's just living in the same place for a long time? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like your barbershop. Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm. What? <laughs> The spirit of all the past fades that okay. you gave just okay. lingering in the aftermath, okay. in the abyss. You're going to pull a hamstring. I'm trying to reach you for gonna it, reach. Marcus. You're going to pull a hamstring, <laughs> a glute, a maximum. But no, but see, you playing. I'm serious, though. But hear me, hear me out. Think about all the type of people that came into your shop, right? All the yep. energy that they had, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, mm-hmm. and you're cutting their hair. Pieces of them are being now left yep. into this building. You can't get all that hair up from out of there. You're right. You don't know the type of energies that could be literally attached to that space that came from the people that you service. Even the dandruff. Even the danger. All right, y'all. Let's go ahead and jump into this urban legend of the bandage man. Let's hop on over to Cannon Beach on the coast of Oregon. So many different versions of this story are out there, but this one, this one starts back in the 1950s. Sounds good. Look, they say that there was this man who was a logger. You know, a lumberjack. Good old lumberjack. 
Listen, they say he was cutting down trees uh-huh. and was working in a nearby forest when he got injured really bad. How bad we talking? Like, I'm talking about chopped up bad. I ain't trying to say what my man's financial situation was, uh-huh. but it seemed like he was trying to put in that overtime. Okay. A sawmill accident did the damage to his... Bro, I don't even want to tell you what got cut. Just know that they had to call the ambulance. Dang, the ambulance. And look, man, when the ambulance came, they wrapped him up in bandages. They had him looking like a mummy. They were trying to stop the bleeding and literally just popped him in that like a big old hot dog wrapped up in sauerkraut. Did y'all say the man was in like a corn dog? It, it, was, it was like it, a burrito. It was a, more of a burrito. Oh, like a the, burrito. Like the ones that get the pretzels wrapped around. <laughs> right. But it's sticking out the end, but it's pretzel wrapped. Okay, got you. But they did all that to get him to the hospital ASAP. Okay. Listen, but here's the thing, man. They were speeding, trying to get him to the hospital as fast as possible. So they was riding down Highway 101 near Cannon Beach, but the road was super slippery. Bro, the story just even gets worse, man. The ambulance crashed. It got caught in a landslide and then was buried. And by the time anybody got to it, the bandage man was gone. Poof. Mm-hmm. Listen, bro, they ate that pretzel. They ate that pretzel. So you mean to tell me he resurrected? Or he just say, ain't never died? Yo. Say, either pretzel man was Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but look, though, the ambulance didn't just crash. It crashed, and buried. rolled down a hill, <laughs> got caught in the landslide, and then buried by the same. <laughs> Guy was like, you know what? We going to do an all-for-one special today. <laughs> so what happened to bandage man, though? Oh, here's the creepy part. <laughs> They say he lurks in the area on the beach and in the nearby forest wrapped in bloody bandages, smelling like rotten fish. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That's- Sometimes they say he jumps into cars driving down the highway near the beach and just vanishes. That's why you can't but- have a convertible. So this man just is first off, he got killed twice. Mm-hmm. And he's still in cars in his after death. Listen, bro. Apparently, he likes doing it to teenagers. And supposedly, he likes to eat dogs and small animals. And if he crosses your path, you might be dinner, too. Mm-mm. I hate to have to let my dog, man. Hey, man, listen. This is a great example of a spiritual attachment. Bandage man is tied to the beach area, which technically means he just doesn't want to leave. And remember, sometimes it can be negative or positive energy. But in this case, you could tell that the man was just not happy at all. So that's just one spooky spiritual attachment story that we have. But our guest, Zach Campbell, is going to share his own. All right, y'all, we are back, and here with us today, man, we have Zach Campbell, man. Zach, man, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. First of all, y'all are legends. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you better tell them folks, Zach. You know, I just got to give y'all y'all flowers for having me on, first of all, but I've been watching back when, uh, <laughs> in like, 20, what was that, 2018, 2017? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been done new. Oh, wow. Um, I was really hooked on, like, paranormal, like, things at a point in time in my life. Still is, actually, but it's kind of calmed down. But I used to really be in, like, to, like, spirits and, like, ghosts and stuff. And I used to, like, prank my friends a lot until it got real for real. And I said, oh, bitch, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> exactly. Before we even get started, man, because I already see where this interview going, man. This is going to be a good interview. I can feel it. You got to tell our listeners 
listeners, man, like just a little bit about yourself, man, your background. That's what we want to know. Absolutely. Yes. I started on YouTube. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I was the only kid in my high school talking about YouTube and like pop culture and stuff like that and everybody being from Detroit so everybody talking about rap music they're like why are you talking about Lady Gaga I'm like because that's my girl (laughs) right and so since my friends didn't get it I went home and talked to a camera about it and didn't think anybody would watch it because it was just my thing come to find out I woke up one day had 20,000 views and it just grew from there then Gaga herself was like wait this dude is funny put me on her website but then escalated for me being on that and I got to be on international television on the BBC on the Graham Norton show with Lady Gaga because of that moment fast forward Beyonce got to saw my content and it was like can I have one of his videos on my tour oh wow. serious yeah oh. Mm-hmm. I was That's on the dope. formation world tour it was supposed to be a one-off thing because she just thought I was funny I was in college I was like wait my first check for real came from my girl That's right. crazy. And ever since then, the rest has been history. I've been in L.A. for six years and turned this into a career. And I went to college in HBCU, actually, for communication and broadcasting. And then I got a chance to work with Issa Rae this past year on the HBO podcast for Rap Shit. So I do that. I host that, too. So it's quite interesting how I made my own lane. And here we are. You know know what's dope about what you do and just hearing you talk? It just seems like you have been authentically yourself your entire journey and you're literally built a career out of just talking and being you man like people can't do that like that's just dope that's dope thank you that's amazing and we appreciate you having you on like this is dope so i want to get back to like some of the paranormal stuff like you know we go to different locations we investigate all the different paranormal activity but tell me like how do you feel about the paranormal like how do you feel about ghosts and like what do you believe Oh, I absolutely believe it's real. There's no cap. There is no lies. Yeah. So honestly, I've had like my first paranormal experience when I was like, maybe I was six years old. Okay. Never forget it because I thought I was dreaming, but I was not. I saw like this shadowy black man with like a, a black, some like, what is that? A fedora mm-hmm. um, okay. at the edge of my bed. And I remember vividly waking up. Like I remember like waking up and looking at it like, why are you standing at my door? Like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Who is this man? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. But I never was scared, though, which was weird. But I was always intrigued by it. Let me ask you real quick. Did you grow up religious? Well, Christian. I grew up in the church for sure. But that even kind of made me more intrigued into the paranormal. Right. Because if this, no shade. But, like, if somebody is getting up three days later. Right. Right. <laughs> Somebody else can ride. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a one-off. <laughs> actually, my nana, uh, the story I was going to tell you guys about, my nana's an evangelist, which is a preacher, basically. And it's funny talking to her about these things. I'm like, we talk about the Holy Ghost, but if people can talk about the Holy Ghost, it got to be something else ghost, right. too. Right, right. <laughs> you know, black folks, we notorious for putting on those sunglasses, man, those blinders, man. Like, we right. we, we going to keep it safe. <laughs> safe and, enough. And, and in the Lord's house. Anything outside of that? <laughs> It's a wrap. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like if you keep it in the in the Lord's house, we all stay. We okay. Yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. talk about that, but don't talk about nothing else now. Going on with all that. What about scary movies, man? How you feel about those? You got a favorite horror film? I have a traumatic <laughs> horror film, actually. So I'm a big Freddy Krueger fan, only because I've never seen a character be so charismatic. And Was it? You know... You gonna give Freddie charisma? Speak your truth, man. Tell us how you feel. Let me tell you something. Because <laughs> some, because black people love Chucky because he was an asshole, right? Right. Okay, right. You know, but nobody was more of an asshole than Freddie Cooper. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Imagine like taking 
somebody to like his dimension and be like, "Welcome to my world, bitch!" Like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, right. whoa. <laughs> no, you're and right. And then like, but he had finesse. Freddie <laughs> had finesse. Like, hit though his jokes were crazy. Like, <laughs> I remember just the way he used to like just pop around and just stand. Like, it was just. I used to think that Freddie was like the top, top tier. So I watched that for comfort, to be quite honest. Oh, wow. But then I used to be obsessed with the Saw franchise. I was mm. like, I watched one through seven. I had it on DVD, like a DVD box set situation. But the movie that actually scared the shit out of me was Jeepers Creepers 2. And to this day, I have to like, get myself together to watch that movie. Jeepers Creepers 2 with the bus. Like every time we went on a fucking field trip after that movie, yeah, bro, yeah. I could not. I'm not even going to clown you for Jeepers Creepers, bro, because I At remember all. watching Jeepers Creepers and thinking that had some some seriously <laughs> intense moments in it. So like that's right. one of those sleeper horror movies. People forget about how intense Jeepers Creepers was. Just specifically the second one. The first one was like, you can probably get through the first you one. You can get through the first right. one. <laughs> that second one, when the man was like having a vision, like, go back. That bus? Go back. Oh, my God. But let me ask you this, though. We talking about horror movies and scary movies and Freddy Krueger and all of that. What do you feel about attachments? Do you feel like there's a world where maybe you end up going to an estate sale or a yard sale and maybe you pick up i ain't even gonna say a doll because we all everybody feel like a doll could be let's say you get a dresser a vase a vase a picture frame or something like do you believe that these items can hold spirits and attachments that you can pick up from one place and bring them to another Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even play with people. <laughs> right. Right. It's humans. It's not even just objects. Right. People coming in my house. My house needs to be staged after some people leave. I mean, actually, one of my friends gave me some couch pillows. <laughs> we brought it back home. And um, my boyfriend was like, we may need to sage these. Because you just never know what people can bring. And, you know, people talk about bad energy. You know, we can talk about the spiritual world and stuff like that. But, like, people leave stuff on things, for sure. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, actually, this uh, boy left his Xbox controller at my house. And I could have sworn. But his his parents would leave him, like, at home all the time. So he did anything he wanted to do. Yeah. And I remember when that Xbox controller was in my house, I was so rebellious to my parents, like for that, the whole like maybe weekend or so that it was there. So I was like, why am I being so bad? Like, what's going on? And I bullshit you not, once I gave it back to him, everything went back to him in my house. And I remember like, that can't be because of, but like I said, my Nana was very heavily into the church and she was already putting me onto like spirits and stuff like that as a kid. Right. And she brought that up like jokingly, but after she said it, I was like, you may be on to something, girl. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely believe in that. I just think there's so many ways for things to be attached that we just don't think about on a regular basis. Like, even clothes, when they do thrifting, and you like, bro, you don't know what you're really picking up when you go to these thrift stores. Yeah, it's funny that you said that, because I love thrifting. I used to say shoes were too far, because I felt like mm. I used to take the literal sense of take a walk into my shoes. And so I used to be like, mm, you don't know where these shoes have literally walked. That's you know interesting. I mean? That's interesting. That's yes, yeah, so I never used to get shoes just because of that very reason. I used to think like maybe yeah, I really may be taking a walk in somebody's shoes. And I don't want that walk. I don't think I want that journey. Yeah. So I guess what do you feel like can be the extent of an attachment? Do you feel like spirits could like maybe take over? Yeah, but I do believe there's a difference between possession and energy transfer, right? Yes. So. For me, like I said, that controller was an energy transfer. It wasn't more so like 
it was controlling me. It was more so just influencing maybe the way I thought, maybe the way I talked, the way I treated my parents, because that's how that energy was from my friend at the time. Right. And I think that it kind of teeters the line of that. Like if you buy a picture frame that's haunted, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's going to possess you, but I do think it can bring more negative. It's almost like a portal. It can draw more negative energy into your home than bring more positive energy into your home. So what other stories do you have? Anything particular with, you said, with your Nana, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, anytime somebody laughs. start laughing. Because <laughs> it's a thing that didn't just happen to me. It now happened to, like, my little cousins. So I knew that we wasn't tripping. I knew I wasn't tripping. But, like, now to have other witnesses, I feel really good about what happened. Like, I know I wasn't crazy. It started when I was 12, 13, and I was, like, brushing my teeth one time. And I don't know if you ever experienced this, but, like, have you ever seen, like, shadows run past you really quickly? It was the most weirdest yes. thing, like, in the peripheral, peripheral. And something just like, whew. And I was like, to the point where you know you saw something, bro. You know. Yeah, right. I look, I said, okay, whatever. Cool, cool, cool. It'll be like maybe a couple days after that, I'm going to sleep. Which is why I don't sleep in the pitch black dark now. Something could be, like, standing in, like, my closet. Like, that same like- shadowy figure. And I'm like, I see it clear as day. And they don't do anything. Nope. Then... My Nana told me she had a dream or like she felt like she was dreaming, but it felt real, that same shadowy figure. And mind you, we never talked about nothing. I kept this to myself. Right. Because I didn't want her to think I was crazy. <laughs> then she comes to tell me that she had a dream that she saw a literal death, like the literal death figure, come over to her side of her bed because my grandparents' bed is like huge. Right. And then walked over to my granddad. And she literally saw this that death figure walk over to my granddad and about to put his hands on my granddad's chest. And she, like, fully woke up and was like, no, like, no, like, get the fuck on. And she said it, like, like disappeared type shit. Yeah. And she told me to this day, she's like, I felt like I saw, like, death coming to visit your granddad that night to, like, take him away. And I remember my nun used to tell me, like, a prayer before we went to sleep or, like, you know, pray, like, you, your soul to keep, you know, that, mm-hmm. that prayer. Yeah. And then after that, it was like a month. It was a good gap. That way, but the house was quiet. We were cool. We thought that that was the biggest thing that could happen. We're all asleep in the house. All of us. Next thing you know, we have like the alarm system that you can have on while you're sleeping and everything. So everything happened, it goes off. We're all asleep. We have like this huge, like my grandparents are like really big art collectors, especially of African art. And so they have like this rare painting over our fireplace the size of like a 60-inch television. It's right. huge. Mm-hmm. That bitch randomly, and I mean in the most randomly, like, just falls and whoosh, like cracks. The alarm goes off because the motion sensor right. and everything. And everything is like, man. And we walk into the middle of the, into the living room. So my parents going off on me like, what the fuck would you doing downstairs? <laughs> right. I'm like, yo, for the first time, I was actually asleep. I was like not doing nothing. I was upstairs minding my business. We thought somebody broke into the house. Meanwhile, it's this old picture frame that fell. And ever since then... I moved out, went to college, everything like that. That was like the last big thing that happened. I've seen the shadows from there time to time, but like nothing that crazy. Like they didn't make their presence that known until I moved out and my little cousin started to call me. And I never told them these stories, by the way. So like there, there's no correlation. Yeah. But then my little cousin will call me like, I've been like going to the bathroom and I feel like somebody's watching me. Oh, and yeah. it's weird. And I'm That's like, girl, <laughs> girl, did you experience what I used to say? I knew it. I don't think it was two different ones. I think it was the one that my Nana saw, but then I think it was one that used to just be in our house because it never, like, tried to do anything or, like, tried to, like, 
make itself seem violent. I felt like that one, like the death one was one thing for sure. I really do feel like that was a thing. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I feel like we need to just give your Nana just the biggest shout out ever. Your Nana woke up and kicked death's ass about her man. Yes. (laughs) They say that's that's real love. That's that black love. She's a real MVP. (laughs) Yeah. I told her, I said, that was actually kind of fire. Yeah, right. <laughs> she said, no, uh not tonight. <laughs> wow. That's she said dope. she watched it clear as day, walk past, and it was so weird. I was like, yeah, I could believe that, though. And she said it was like this, like, big spear, by the way. Like, you, it, it didn't look human. And right. I was like, girl... That makes sense to me. So, all right, before we get up out of here, man, let me ask you this question, though. This is the most serious question we probably can ever ask you on this podcast. You're going to ask him the real question? I'm going to ask him. I got to. I got to. And we need your extreme honesty. Okay. Now, 100 years from now, Mm. I'm going to give my man Don't put a timeline on it. I ain't putting no timeline on it. Yeah, we don't put no timeline on it. 300 years from now, when it's your time to transition over, Cause you got another two hundred and fifty in you at least. You seeing triple digits? Thank I, you. Show, for I sure. I know. If you had the opportunity to become a ghost, uh-huh. would you take it? And why or why not? Why would you take it? <laughs> Absolutely. Who would you haunt? Is there somebody or somewhere? Is there a specific place or person? It wouldn't be a haunt. It would just be. I want to just be nosy. Nosy. <laughs> nosy. <laughs> right. Imagine being able to like. Go to your favorite artist studio session. <laughs> okay. Oh, you in and the booth like, with Beyonce? Yeah. What? I'm about to be messing with the dials and stuff. Like, I want to make oh. sure that people know. Like, girl, uh, maybe scrap that song. I'm gonna delete stuff off the hard drive. Yeah, that's me. He just say, why? Why when you hear Beyonce new album, you go hear Zach in the background? background. <laughs> he doing the vocals. <laughs> Zach. Zach doing the vocals. All right. Was he in the yeah, booth? Yeah. Zach, man, man, we appreciate your time, man. I can sit up here and talk to you all day, man. Nah, this is good. I felt oh, like this was gonna be good you. when you got on. Your energy was good. So, Zach, man, before we go, I need you to tell the listeners like where can they find you? What's your socials? YouTube. Yeah, everything is at Zach Campbell. Z A C H C A M P B E L L like Campbell Soup. Yeah, thank you all for having me. I'm such a fan. So this is like a childhood moment coming to life. Like literally, that's what it's funny how everybody I've watched, you know, growing up has like now we've all worked together in some yeah. in some capacity. So it is so crazy how my, that's one thing about, I would say about life in general, right? That we're living, the current life that we're living. You it's funny it. how you can manifest it and you don't even know how you're manifesting it. By just being a fan, you could be manifesting that mm-hmm. person to then come and you never know. You, you could cross paths a certain way. So yeah. I'm just grateful. This was amazing. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, man. man thank, thank you for you. taking the time to join us. Appreciate you. Man, it's always crazy when the story happens at your grandmama house, man. I feel like everybody has a scary story from their grandma house. Like, your your first scary story happened. At my damn grandmama's house. Mine happened across the street from my grandmama's house. house. And, and, and I'm fearful of cats because of my damn grandmama's house. Your grandma was the cat lady? No, she had, That's a, paranormal. She had one crazy-ass cat named Tinkerbell that cut the, <laughs> slapped the crap out of my ankle. I, I mean, it tore, it tore my Achilles up one night. Tinkerbell was a thug. Ooh. <laughs> you scared of a cat named Tinkerbell? Man, that was your first right. paranormal experience. Listen, man, Tinkerbell used to wear an eye patch. Tinkerbell literally was missing an eye, but it was not missing any heart. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. It's time for one of the best parts of the episode, the game. Are you all ready for another round of trivia? Because today's topic is haunted beaches. 
Yeah, man, I'm ready because never have I ever got me sweating sometimes. And like I said, it makes me nervous. Let's get into this game. Yes, 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 yes. All right, here we go. Y'all know how trivia goes. I'll ask a question. You guys try to answer them, okay? Mm-hmm. Gladiators ready. Okay, here we go. Question one. What's the name of the beach where the World World II Queen Mary ship is now a tourist attraction? People say they've seen ghosts on this ship, like one of the murdered cooks and a crew member who was crushed by a mechanical door. Dalen, Jawan, do you have a guess? What's the spot in California? The Queen beach Mary. in California? What's it called? Oh, that's the Long Beach. Long Beach. You know what? Congratulations, guys. You actually got a... Is this the first time we got something right? This is the first time in seven episodes that you got something right. Yes, the home of Snoop Dogg, Long the, Beach. The LBC. All right, question two. For this one, you got to guess the name of this barrier island in South Carolina. Some say the ghost known as Gray Man appears as a spirit. There's different stories out there, you know, like Bandage Man. But one says this man was thrown from a horse and drowned on his way to visit his fiance. That means he was thrown off the horse into a puddle and died in the puddle on his way to see this girl. What's the name of this island? Gilligan's Island. Oh, my gosh. Pleasure Island. No, off South Carolina. Kiowa Island. I know that's off South Carolina. You said where? Kiowa. Kiowa. You know what, Juwan? That sounded almost so official that I thought it would have been right, but I know it's not. Oh, man. (laughs) What's it called? What's the answer? (laughs) Pauly Island in South Carolina. It ain't no island called Pauly Island. Pauly Island in South Carolina. Pauly's, yeah. There really is a Pleasure Island. There's a Pauly's Island. And there really is a Gilligan's Island. Yeah, and there's a Kiwa Island. Oh my gosh, this is why people don't like y'all. This is exactly why y'all have no friends to this day, except for us. All right, here we go. Question three. A man is named after this beach. In the 1800s, he owned a tavern here, was even buried here, but later dug up and moved to another place. So apparently his spirit is seen wearing a long coat while walking a dog. What's the name of this beach? Bikini Beach. Miami Beach. Were we close? No. Okay. Daytona Beach. Oh, Nude Beach. Oh, my God. You're just saying types of beaches now. That's, <laughs> the, that's exactly <laughs> is, what we're is, supposed is to be guessing. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Laguna Beach. It's Higby Beach. Funky Man. Beach. <laughs> Stop describing the beaches. And I've never seen a funky beach. Oh. But no, it's Higby uh, Beach. All right? In Cape May, New Jersey. That's it for the game, guys. That game sucked. I mean, you guys sucked. <laughs> you guys were terrible. <laughs> what do we have next, Juwan? Oh, my gosh. It's about time we go talk to the people. Let's hear what them folks got to say. It's time for a listener submission. Yeah, our legends. And this one comes from Melanie in South Carolina. This is a story of something that me and my old high school friend Paul saw way back when. A little bit of background. My neighborhood borders some historic sites. And one of the old houses has been turned into a museum that sometimes you tour the museum. Then you'll go tour a graveyard where that family is buried. But there's another house directly on the other side of the street that has also, along with that museum, been rumored to have been haunted. So this was, you know... More than 20 years ago when I was a freshman in high school, and this was on a Friday night after a football game and a movie, so it had to be a little bit closer to midnight, and my friend Paul was driving me home. 
we look over to the left and it's dark on this street other than the street lights and we see this elderly lady on the sidewalk facing the street and she startled us because she looked real but not alive if that makes sense she never like acknowledged our presence or it didn't seem like it registered to her that a car was passing by her she stared up at the sky and she almost looked like like if somebody's senile grandmother had just kind of wandered out of the house but this lady was in a white nightgown barefoot long silver hair she looked like she had to be about you know older than 80 90 years old and she looked like I could just like walk up and touch her. That's how real she looked. And her sizing was right, but the coloring was off. So nothing about her coloring matched like the environment or looked like how you'd seen any other human that you've been around. It's very hard to describe. It's like she was glistening, but not wet, glowing, but she wasn't neon. So me and Paul, we both registered that we saw this lady. We both screamed, uh, and this was before Ghost Brothers, obviously. So we're black. This we there was no stopping to investigate. So Paul gunned it. He put the pedal to the metal. I'm pretty sure that he ran the stop sign. Got me home. We both acknowledged that we saw it. I don't think either one of us thought she was alive. We were pretty convinced that we'd seen some type of ghost. But yeah, that is my story, and the most. <laughs> Vivid experience I've had, I would say. That's insane, okay. man. That's crazy. I feel like I everybody it. in the world has some type of weird, unexplainable experience that they've had that they just have to feel comfortable enough to talk to. To talk correct. About. We are insecure about our scary story until we find somebody who may have else had a scary story. Yeah, thank you for your submission, love. We truly appreciate you guys. All you guys remember, we need to hear all of your submissions. Submit it to ghostbrotherspodcast.com. That is ghostbrotherspodcast.com. And we might hear, yo, scary, creepy story. Yeah, and don't y'all forget to rate us and subscribe. You know where you listen to all your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You know where we at. That's it for Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers. See all your listeners, not legends, later. Bye, legends. Y'all know y'all name. Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> Urban Legends with the Ghost Brothers is produced by Neon Hum Media for Discovery Plus. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. For Discovery Plus, our executive producers are Michael DeSalvo and Ali Reed. At Neon Hum, our executive producer is Shara Morris. Our lead producer is Cheris Satchel. Our associate producers are Navani Otero and Ann Lim. Our production manager is Samantha Allison. Music by Asha Ivanovich. Concept by Odelia Rubin and Shara Morris. Our engineers are Hans Del Shee, Max Unruh, and Lila Williams.